0: You are listening to The BenchCast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here. Thank you for tuning in to The BenchCast. A little background on myself. I'm a professional powerlifter. And powerlifting coach, I have been able to amass an 820-pound bench press in competition in my career. Uh, and I have been fortunate enough to work with lifters worldwide, get their lifts up, their bench press stronger, and not only excel on the platform but excel in strength in life. So. Thank you for listening to the Benchcast. And if it is your first time listening to us, please shoot me an email, CoachBen at BigBenches.com. I have a special gift I'd love to send you, even if you've been listening to us for some time. Shoot me an email, let me know how you like the podcast that you've been listening, and I will send you a free copy of our top 20 bench cues, fully illustrated. Just shoot me an email again, CoachBen at BigBenches.com. Today we are talking about the subject of, can you be great at both shirted benching and raw benching? Can you be great at both at the same time? Now there may be some of you that are listening that don't really have any clue what shirted benching is, what equipped lifting is. Well, this was powerlifting back in the day. All there was was equipped lifting. The use of a bench shirt. You know, things have evolved immensely. Nowadays, you have all these different divisions, raw lifting, shirted lifting, single ply, -ply. multiply. You see all these new products coming out, the new Titan Magnum Rams, supercharged Rams, bench daddies. Uh, You see these banded shirts. So lifting's really exploded onto the scene as of late. There's just so many more disciplines in, in how you can compete. You're not stuck to just one thing. So lifting, again, is just another version of powerlifting. It's just another way to compete. You have raw, you have shirted. Um, so can you be great at both at the same time? I would say no. All right, and here's why. It really depends on what word we're using here. Can you be great, amazing, excel at a high, high level? No, I do not think you can do both at a very, very high level. Can you be good at both? Can you be pretty decent? Yeah, I'd say you could have a very decent career for yourself doing both. Look at uh, an athlete such as Vinny DiCenzo. He comes to mind. He did uh, 600 pound plus bench raw in many different weight classes. And he also did, and I was there to witness it, I was actually competing in this meet as well. Um, He did a 900 pound multiply bench press. Could he have been better at either or if he just focused all his effort into one or the other? Yes. And he will tell you that too, that he could have been better at one or the other if he focused on it full time. But he chose the route he chose, and he had a very good career for himself. All right, so uh, if you want to excel, if you want to be great, if you want to top the charts, you want to be the number one guy. All right, you aren't going to be able to flip flop back and forth. Nor do you see the the people at the top level flip flopping back and forth. You know, right now our raw world record holder is Julius Maddox, uh, and I hear recently he's going for an 800 pound bench press, which is absolutely insane. And then on the equipped side of things, we have a lifter such as Tiny Meeker, all right? And he did not really push any huge raw, raw records. You know, he uh, probably was very good raw lifter, but he wasn't Julius Maddox level. He was Tiny Meeker level in the equipped world, which was an 11.02 uh, bench press, you know, the biggest bench of all time. So, no, you cannot be amazing at both, but i wouldn't say there aren't those outliers all right we think of uh look at the athletes over the years that have excelled in two sports such as bo jackson such as Deion sanders and these guys were great at both um you know they are definitely dark horses they're outliers you know see how many players uh, actually did two sports there's not many and not many that you at least hear of because you know you pretty much have those two because they were great at both. Uh, you know Bo Jackson could have had a Hall of Fame career at both, either or, which is amazing. You know you have athletes like that are just freaks and are going to excel at either or just because they're amazing athletes and just born to succeed in that world of athletics. But just like baseball and football, shirted benching, raw benching, they're two different dif- disciplines. They're two different strength curves. You know, that's really what we're looking at here. They're two different strength curves. What you need to excel in one, you need a completely opposite set of traits to excel in the other. All right, they don't really play hand in hand well. All right, they it's, it's still benching at the end of the day, so we have that going. Right, it's still a bench press, so it's specific in that. Right, but. In terms of the strength curves, the technique, it's totally different worlds. And to excel in them, you need to master one or the other. So what gets you good at one is not going to get you good at the other. And let's look at some of those things. Shirted benching. You really have to build your lat strength. You're handling so much weight, your back has to be very developed because that's your stabilization. That's what's helping you control weight as you're uh, fighting through that shirt's tension. All right, we always hear we gotta get that the bar loaded into our back. Well, it couldn't be more true when you're in a bench shirt. All right, you, you just can't not have the bar loaded into your back. That's where your control comes from, you know, especially as you're pulling through that shirt's tension. Tricep strength. Tricep strength is going to be immense for lifters that are wearing a bet shirt because that shirt is helping you off the chest. What's going to carry you through the lockout? Well, you're going to have to do some of the pressing there. And where that shirt starts to give you less and less as you travel up with the bar, right, you have to finish that weight out. And that's why in terms of that strength curve, the lockout is really where you need to be strongest when we're talking about shirted benching there's ways to manipulate the shirt wear a tighter shirt gain some body weight jack the shirt up you know modify the shirt make alterations you know there's a bunch of things we can do to tighten up the shirt on that bottom level but at the end of the day you still have to lock out the the weight that's where your strength needs to come in let's look at the the raw side of things you need to probably be a big person you need to be big to lift big especially when we're talking raw is you know, sure lifting you know just like i said if you are able to control the weight if you have tight enough equipment and obviously being big helps across the board but you're going to see more lifters at a lighter weight class be more competitive with lifters at a, a bigger weight class you know you look at jason coker a 900 pound bench press at 198 uh, this is arguably one of the best benches. It is the best bench in terms of coefficient body weight. Um, he did an unbelievable bench press, 900 pounds at that body weight. So, uh, arguably one of the best benches. You can see how he's just a 198er. He almost benching a thousand pounds. You know, 100 pounds off a thousand, know, which is nuts. And you're not gonna see that in these raw divisions. You know, you're not gonna see these lighter weight classes push the amount of weight that these heavier guys are pushing. Okay, you know, look at Julius Maddox himself. He's a 450 pound person. Yeah, he's in a, a huge, huge athlete. Um, you know, all these lifters who have benched 700 pounds, they are all well over 300 pounds. They're big, big people. All right, so uh, definitely size is going to be huge. When we're talking raw, chest, shoulders, you know, just being big everywhere, but mostly chest, shoulders. Uh, I'll tell you what, I have a shoulder issue going on right now. If I bench anything raw over 225, it, it hinders my ability to bench press. It hurts. Um, I throw on the shirt, I could go well over 700 pounds and not feel anything bother me in my shoulder region. That, it's a huge way to uh, work around injury, especially in your shoulders. We're talking predominantly shoulders, something that... Often gets beat up from raw benching, right? Because you're forced to stabilize so much harder through the shoulder joint raw than you are in a shirt. You know, I can easily work with 600 more pounds on the bench press um, with a bum shoulder right now and be totally fine doing it because a shirt takes up a lot of that tension. I can place that weight into my back and stabilize from there. All right, so raw, you have to have well built chest shoulders. You also, in terms of that strength curve, need to be strong on the bottom end of things. So off your chest, you know, having that strength off the chest—that's where you need to have it. It's not going to be at lockout. It's going to be right off chest level, which is why I recommend for raw benchers they should spend most of their time doing long pause work, long pause work on the chest, doing variations like a dead press that starts concentric only off the chest. You know, these aren't really things that I'd recommend for a shirted lifter. Uh, Extending the range of motion, whether via a buffalo bar or doing feet up variations. These are all things that I do with my raw lifters. Do I do them with my shirted lifters? Not as much. Sometimes, but not as much. So the strength curve is different. And, And we don't even touch on technique here yet. The technique, completely different. All right, even when just wearing a slingshot, you're going to hit a lower touch point. You're going to be tucking your elbows a more extreme amount. Uh, you're going to be throwing back the bar in a much more extreme amount um, as opposed to raw lifting. There are different grooves, different strength curves, different uh, muscle groups that need to be built up. Okay, so obviously huge differences I just laid out for you. All right, and let's and look at from a training perspective. Even if we're trying to maneuver our training to be good at both. All right, shirt and raw. Now, if you were to break up the week and you were to do shirt of benching on Monday, you do raw benching on Friday, you know, here's some of the issues that we could run into here. Even if you think it's a good idea to try to build both at the same time. You know, you're never going to be able to prioritize your weak points. You know, why is that? Because you're spending that other day developing something else. You know, there's only so many training sessions. Say you were to devote both those sessions now towards just getting good at one or the other. You see where I'm getting at? Now, you're taking away from getting good at what you need to get good at when you prioritize another training day. So again, it comes out of the concept of, sure, you can train both at the same time. You can be good at both, but you aren't gonna be great. You aren't gonna be the best. You ain't gonna even be amazing at both, all right? Uh, And then also... You can only apply so much intensity to your training, you know, before you get injured. You, know, you can't go and bench super heavy weights in a shirt Monday, then turn around Friday and expect to max out raw. You know, that's not going to be a great strategy for you long term. I'll tell you that much. You know, maybe short term you could get away with it for a month, maybe two, and maybe see some improvements on both sides of things, but you are going to break down quick and break down in a big way, all right, and set yourself up for a long stretch of rehab, all right. So that's the problem that you run into if you try to split both up and do both at the same time. There's just no way to be 100% dedicated and all in on either one or the other at the same time. There's just no way to really effectively do it, all right. And the only way that you could build both at the same time in a a very effective manner is to dedicate phases. You have a raw phase, a shirted phase. The trouble here is that when you're in a raw phase, you're going to be building up your raw bench. You're going to be doing things to build up your raw bench, which is different than what you would do in the shirt. And while technique in one improves, you're going to see... This degrading of technique in the other because you aren't practicing it anymore. You know, it's like if you take a break with anything. I always hear golf is that one sport you cannot take a break with if you want to compete at a high level. You know, golf, those pro golfers, they are out there practicing every day just because there's a feel to it as well. You know, there's just a feel to it. There's an intuitive feeling. So, you know, Tiger built his own pretty much back your golf course so he can practice every day. It's something that you need to do a day after day after day and constantly be involved in it. When you do phases, that's like Tiger Woods uh golfing for a month and then going and playing hockey for a month. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Or he starts playing crochet. You know? Um it just don't make sense. So that's the problem that you run into when you do phases. Are both splitting up the training in a week and doing the phases, are they ways to improve in both at the same time? Uh, Yeah, you're going to see general improvements because, you know, are you going to make more gains and you're going to make degradations in in one lift? You're going to see a good increase to your raw bench in a raw training phase while you kind of maintain your shirted bench and then keep pushing both? Yeah, sure, you could definitely get good at both, but again... It comes back around to you can be good, but you cannot be great. All right. So I hope that answers it for you guys. I hope that gives you some nice insight here. And, I mean, this could really be applied to any concept, but I, I want to talk specifically shirted benching and raw benching. Um, just this is something I get asked quite a bit. So hopefully that helps you guys out. If you enjoyed the podcast, consider joining up on our VIP membership. You can go to bigbenches.com. There's a tab for our VIP membership. It's an awesome community of lifters. Uh, We all help each other out, give critiques on videos. So if you're interested in getting coaching feedback on your lifting videos, this is a great way to do it for less than $10 a month. All right, I jump on there. I give you my critiques. I give you uh, what to work on. You're going to get program templates completely free like our six-week bench program that's completely free for our members uh we are doing awesome contests all the time giveaways you know so you're going to want to be a part of this community not to mention we have great bonus content so if you enjoy our podcast here if you enjoy our youtube videos uh, we have even more content available on our vfp membership uh, and for squat and deadlift. So if those are things that you're interested in bringing up, that VIP membership is going to be awesome for you. So I hope you can join us there. Thank you for tuning into the podcast, and I will see you next time.